0: What gives music the ability to help people with therapy? I definitely think that's super important because I mean, even like when I'm playing music or like when I'm listening to music, it just puts you at ease and it's so interesting how music can have such a strong effect on
1: people. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I love about my job too is I can think that I know a lot of different types of music and then meet another client who will introduce me to something completely new. Um, I noticed
0: you have a guitar
1: in the back. Could you
0: play something for us maybe?
1: I think just, again, generally there's kind of just a lack of understanding about what it is that we do. But I had no idea growing up that this was even an option. So I'm Kim Schlesinger, MTBC.
0: Rolling, rolling on the river. (laughs) Access to knowledge, opportunity for exploration. Join us in exploring careers, passions, and more. Hi, I'm Sunny. I'm Sahana. And I'm Nibby. And we are By Youth, For Youth. Hi everybody, today we have Kim Schlesinger here with us who is a music therapist. Would you like to introduce yourself, Kim?
1: Yeah, sure. My name is Kim. Um, I just officially became a music therapist in um, June of this year, or last year I guess, 2020. So I'm excited to be here with you all.
0: Thank you. Uh, so let's just start off with you describing like what your job is and what music therapy is.
1: Yeah, so this is always the big question. Um, music therapy, it means a lot of different things depending on where you're at. And so the challenge is always to try to, you know, get it in a short enough phrase that it makes sense. Um, but my job um, specifically, I work for a private practice in music therapy, um, meaning that I could be doing a lot of different things and we contract with different um Community members and organizations. Um, So, I basically use music to come into the lives of whoever my clients are um, and work on whatever goals they're already working on. Um, So, that can be, you know, speech goals through singing um, and music, that can be movement goals through playing instruments or dancing, that can be um, any number of, you know, emotional processing goals, um, really depending on what it is that um, is going on in their lives and how I can use the music training that I have, um, to, to tap into that, um,
0: for them. That's super cool. Kind of like a more specific question, but what do you think is, why do you think music heals people or people or like, what gives music the ability to help people with therapy?
1: Yeah, it's honestly, we talk about music, Um, my my boss, uh, Meredith Roman-Pizzi at Roman Music Therapy Services always talks about how music is our superpower. Um, And uh, music is incredible because it's one of the only things um, that can really light up across the brain. Um, You know, when you're engaging in music, when you're listening, when you're making music, um, it makes connections all over the place, not just in one centralized area. Um, and so it can really be beneficial in tapping into, but it also adds that enjoyment aspect, you know, almost every human from the dawn of time has interacted uh, with music in some way, even if you wouldn't consider yourself musical, you know, there's music in the movies that we watch in the commercials that we see um, in, in every aspect of our life. So um, it can be very motivating too. it's something that people um, really enjoy and have a lot of personal relationships with as well.
0: I definitely think that's super important because, I mean, even like when I'm playing music or like when I'm listening to music, it just puts you at ease. And it's so interesting how music can have such a strong effect on people.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In that, in that way that you're talking about is kind of like a calming. It can also be very motivating. It can be very cathartic, you know, depending on what uh, kind of emotional route you take with it. Um, yeah. It has a lot of different uh, features. Yeah.
0: And sort of similar to that, like, how do different genres of music affect therapy in different ways? Like you said, like calming music or maybe motivational music or energetic music. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, this is always a funny question. People always want to know, like, um, what kind of music I use in my sessions? And it's really, there's no, you know, one cookie cutter answer. Um, As I already kind of alluded to, it's, it's motivating for people depending on what they like and what they already, you know, are using. So I might, you know, if I'm working on gate training or movement and, and walking with somebody, I might choose a march because, you know, the beats and the, and the meter of that would be easier to move to. Um, but really what I always ask first off right off the bat is, you know, what music my client likes, what they're interested in or, or that group. Um, and, and that can be um, one, one of the most important things is uh, picking out what they're going to connect with the most um, and utilize the most in the session.
0: And what type of music are you most interested in? And like, what do you listen to and connect with most?
1: Oh, what a fun question. Um, you know, I, am always asking this question, so it's fun to have it turned back on me. Um, I, I think the general like music therapy answer is always, I like every kind of music because it's true, you know, we work with a bunch of different people with a bunch of different music tastes um, and we really enjoy different kinds of music, but, um, I'd say Personally, when I'm creating music, I like kind of the singer songwriter genre because that's what I feel like I can create um, and recreate the most. Um, but lately I've really been into kind of you know smooth R&B type music. Um, but I also, you know, depending on what mood I'm in, um, you know, maybe something like musical theater or like um, punk rock, depending on if I'm, you know, really wanting to,
0: to express something. So it, it's really varied, I guess, is my
1: answer. It's, the typical answer but
0: <laughs> i think that's the best i love like checking out all these different genres of music cuz there's so much to explore and there's so many like different genres and types of music and artists and different mm-hmm. variations of the same songs and everything like that just absolutely cool.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I love about my job too, is I can think that I know a lot of different types of music and then meet another client who will introduce me to something completely new. And I'm always, you know, learning more about what is important to people and new genres that maybe I like and will incorporate into my own listening practices. Um,
0: what does a typical day in your job look like? Um, so
1: I, alluded to this a little bit before, but as a music therapist, you know, we can be in different places. Um, and so I work for a private practice. Um, but you know, a music therapist might be full time at a hospital or at a school or at, you know, a, a, like a nursing home or some residential care. So there's a lot of different um, types of music therapy. But again, I'll speak to my experience. Um, I work as um, a, a staff music therapist for this private practice, and I really get whatever um, uh, Whatever requests come in the door um, that fit within my schedule and within my geographic location and everything. So um, I may be um waking up and opening up my computer to do a virtual session with um you know babies and toddlers and their caregivers in their homes and doing some virtual um early intervention or just kind of working on development developmental milestones um through those sorts of sessions and then getting in my car and driving to um, a school and doing some sessions with um uh, Teens and adolescents uh, who have uh, various behavioral diagnoses, and then um, maybe having you know a session in somebody's home, while well, one-on-one with an individual, and so it's really a very broad range um, that I get to work with, and that's what I love about my work um, in private practice is that I get you know experiences with a number of different things, um, but my day-to-day can look completely different. All five days of my work week, um, and I'm going to different places or tuning into different places virtually in you know this world right now, um, and and seeing all sorts of different clients. And then on top of that, you know, there's meetings and there's IEP scheduling, and then there's you know the other um, networking type of you know program development that we do as well.
0: Since your schedule is so different every single day, how do you balance that with like your hobbies and other things that you like to do?
1: That is such a good question. And I think that's a really important one as you, you know, are diving into this um, exploration of careers that work life balance is a really important thing to consider, um, you know, with what career you might be interested in, and as young professionals get started in their careers, how to kind of balance that. Um, I'm fortunate to have, you know, a full time position, um, and I've got, I fit the work that I do into the 40 hours of my work week, and I'm able to kind of you know, as long as I wrap up all my session notes and my documentation and, and tie up all the loose ends, um, by the end of the week, I'm able to kind of separate from that. Um, and and it really is important, especially um, in in work like this and work where we're caregivers and we're taking on various things um, for and with our clients. Um, it's really important to make sure that we have the time to refill our cups and um, do those various hobbies and whatnot um, that we like to do uh, so that we have the capacity to continue to give to our clients,
0: yeah, sure, and kind of going off of that, what do you do to like refill your cup? What hobbies are you interested in
1: it's such a tricky question right now, right with <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, like what is it that we like to do um, but i I guess right now from a covid standpoint, um I recently got myself a new um, record player and there's a record store around the corner from me here in Cambridge that I love to, to head to and, and, you know, kind of relax by listening to my vinyls. Um, a lot of music therapists do songwriting um, and, you know, and singing and creating our own music. Um, but also, you know, that sometimes with music therapy, you know, we do it all day for work and we are making music all the time or listening. Um, and so sometimes it's, it's that separation. It's, Um, You know, again, from a COVID standpoint, I've really enjoyed learning to cook for myself and trying new recipes. And so really getting to kind of maybe take a step away from the music side and and, um, explore. I've been enjoying cooking lately. Um, And, you know, from a non-COVID standpoint, it's, you know, going out and exploring new places um, and, and, uh, you know, concerts and meeting new people and trying new restaurants and that sort of.
0: That is awesome. I think quarantine is definitely bringing, brought out the cook inside of me. I think, like, in my full yeah. family, sometimes we take turns making meals, and it's a lot of fun. It's good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's a skill. That goes across, you know, everybody's got to eat. So That's a good yeah, one Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> across, yeah. Um, I noticed you have a guitar in the back. Could you play something for us, maybe? Possibly. Sure. Um, yeah. Let's see.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there anything...
1: Well, I didn't know I was gonna be put on the spot to make some music. Is there any- <laughs> no, I didn't know
0: I was what- gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of uh what sort of music do you like? Um, well, I'm in jazz band, so I'm into jazz. Um, you mentioned smooth R and B. I don't know if you know Daniel Caesar, but I'm really obsessed with him right now. Um, mm-hmm. but you can play whatever you want.
1: Okay. I think I'll do I'll do just kind of a This is a nice cool down song that I like to um, use as maybe an opportunity to center um, with the clients that I work with um, just kind of focus on our breathing a little bit. Um, And it's great for all ages and uh, abilities because it just kind of really brings us back in together and we just take some deep breaths in together. So this is a go-to for me, so I'll go to it. thing, yeah. at the end of like my child class, the toddler classes, and then we'll all take a collective breath in and out. Um, So I'll often do that to recenter and I'll say, you know, that feels good for us, for the parents and the adults in the room too. Um, But then I'll also kind of tap into that when maybe, you know, adult clients want to just take um, a moment to recenter and refocus. That is so
0: beautiful. You can
1: play for me anytime you want. You have such a pretty voice.
0: Well, thank you. We'll provide some music for the the podcast. Yes, definitely. That would be great. We can definitely include that. Um, How long have you been playing guitar and singing?
1: Um, so I actually, guitar and voice are not my main focus areas. Um, I started playing the piano when I was about eight years old and that's kind of through that and through um, various like little choir opportunities as a as a child, that's kind of where I got um, started with music. Um, I really only picked up the guitar when I went to college to learn how to be a music therapist. So music therapists in our training um, have to be, you know, trained and proficient on piano, guitar and voice um and so i took my first guitar i i had a guitar and i'd messed around with it a little bit as a teenager but i took my first real guitar class and really kind of focused in on it um starting in college so that's a, a shout out for those out there who might be considering music therapy, but might think, oh, I don't know how to play the guitar. You can learn. It, that's that's what we do in school. And that's you can get trained um, and and kind of put the put the effort in if that's something that you want to do. And, and also, it's never too late to pick up a new instrument and try learning something. So.
0: And I'm sure people would also be interested as to what like the training actually looks like. What are your college classes like and what the training consists of?
1: Yeah, so to become a board-certified music therapist, which I am as of June of 2020, um, you have to start with four years of um, a bachelor's degree at an accredited school. Um, it's a bachelor's of music therapy is the is the name of the degree that I got. Um, and it's a lot of music classes, as well as some, you know, psychology. I took um, a human anatomy class um, and to just kind of understand humans and development and, um, the, the psyche and, you know, bodily functions, as well as music and, and the different functions of music. And so I took, you know, the several semesters of music theory and music history. Um, and and then also our music therapy specific classes um, over the course of my four years. Um, and then after, after we complete the four years of school, there's a six month um, clinical internship, I guess it's sometimes it's combined with like that that last semester of school, but um, it's either at the end or after you complete um, the schooling that it's a six month clinical internship um, where you really are hands on and get the opportunity to, to work with um, a supervisor and with music therapists in the field. Um, and then after the completion of the internship, um, you would sit for the, the board exam, um, which is national across the united states and we become board certified music therapists so i'm kim Schlesinger, mtbc music therapist board certified um that is so cool yeah 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 it's a three-hour accreditation um exam that we sit for and then we continue with um, continuing ed throughout
0: uh, our career um so like if you you said that you continue education like throughout um your training or not training through your career, like what does that what does that consist of?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty typical in um in other in, in many careers to have some sort of continuing education. Um for music therapy, it's you know x number of credits within five years, and then you have a recertification. So, um, and that can be through we've got uh, a national um a national conference that happens once a year, as well as regional conferences that um, pop up across the country um once a year, and to so different presentations for that. Um, that can also be achieved through um, certain classes and uh, like other training. So there's different sectors of music therapy. There's um, you know, you can get trained specifically in uh, NICU music therapy and um, to work with uh, premature infants, or you can get trained specifically in neurologic music therapy, um, which is, you know, a whole other sector. There's a bunch of different kind of um, routes that you can take with it, and the different trainings um, and different presentations that you can attend um, will help you get those continuing education credits. Um, you just have to have the, um, I think it's 100 of them within the, the, each five years of your practice to be recertified.
0: That's so cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't really realize that you have to continue to, like, learn and um, progress through your career. That's Yeah. Super
1: interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be said of anything. You know, there's a lot has changed since the dawning of music therapy, since the yeah. dawning of therapy. And, you know, we're all growing and changing and learning a lot in the world right now. And so it's it's really important that we continue to to keep up with that and best practices.
0: Um, kind of shifting for shifting towards like your favorite and least favorite parts of your job.
1: Hmm. Um. I my go-to for my favorite is always um, the people is what makes this job for me. Um. I of course have a personal relationship with music. Um. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in this. But um. I wasn't ever interested in you know being a performer or you know that that kind of route with music um, and it's really the the people and the opportunities to get to know people and to serve people and to um, you know, support them in whatever whatever it is um, that might be in their life um, that, that really drew me to this. Um, and like I said, I learned so much. I learned new music from my clients, but I learned so much um, every day from, from the clients that I work with. Um, and, and those relationships and strengthening that and seeing their growth is really what makes it uh, worthwhile for me. Um, least favorite part about my job, I think a lot of music therapists would say, um, like the the administrative side of things. So, you know, we get into it to make music with people and to connect with people. And then you get to the end of the session and you have to write a session note and you have to document and um and really, you know, stay on top of keeping records of the things that we do um to to yeah, really make sure that we're um within our practice. And and sometimes, you know, that gets to be a lot, um, you know, all that documentation and the paperwork is you know, comes with A lot of different careers, but um, I think generally that's what a lot of people would say. I honestly don't mind that part quite as much, but um, I think it's a good go-to answer. Um, But I also I would say maybe for me specifically, um, the the lack of general knowledge about what music therapy is um, is maybe one of the things. You know, it's it's often when I tell somebody I'm a music therapist, there's always that. Oh, so what does that entail? Or, oh, so you sing to people and make them feel better. And it's, and it's a, a constant, you know, re-educating and, and sharing about what we do, um, which has its positives. It's always a good conversation topic, and it's great to advocate for the field. Um, but also sometimes it's nice when
0: people just know what you do and,
1: <laughs> and can get behind that. So.
0: Do you think there are any, like, stigmas around music therapy? And if so, what are they?
1: Hmm. Stigmas. Um, I think just again, generally, there's kind of just the lack of understanding about what it is that we do. Um, and and that happens not even just you know in day to day you know conversation, but that also happens sometimes in in our work environments and in our settings, you know, we are, Educating the staff, maybe at you know a day facility, of what it is that we can actually bring in. You know, we're not just coming in with our guitars to sing some happy songs and have a good time. We have um, specific goals that we're working on, and we assess the clients that we work with um, and what their needs are, and then we write we write out specific goals to to try to meet those needs, and we use music to do it. And from an outsider standpoint, it might just look like you know we're just having a great time, um, but there's a lot of intention behind the work that we do, and you know, the, the songs that we choose or the interventions that we choose or the ways that we engage our clients. Um, and so I think, again, it's just, um, it's it's kind of that constant educating to help people understand what we really can offer and what we can bring to the table beyond just um, just some happy, fun songs.
0: I I feel like I've seen like music therapy in movies where they like bring in a guitar to a hospital bed but beyond that I really don't know much about music therapy until now, until you're telling me about all of this which is great. Uh, So you've been playing piano since you were eight but did you know since then that you wanted to be a music therapist or what like got you interested in this career? yeah no i
1: I definitely didn't know, and I you know similarly I hadn't heard it's not it's not always something that is out there, so again, I'm loving that you're doing this, and we're spreading the word and and more people can know um about what this what this field entails, but I had no idea growing up that this was even an option. I remember hearing. Uh, it was probably in high school that I, I think it was my band director who first said the words music therapy, um, and I just it just immediately clicked, like, oh, that sounds like something I'm very interested in. But up until then, I was like, you know, I, I liked the music that I'm involved in. Maybe I want to be a music teacher, but I don't really think that's the right fit for me, but, you know, I don't know really what other route to go with. I don't know, you know, and I, I was... Um, kind of at a loss when people would say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and then it was when I heard this and I, and I was able to do a little bit more research about what it could look like um, and then um, get some observation opportunities and, and talk with music therapists. That helped to kind of um, build up my desire to become one myself.
0: <laughs> what, type of, like, what type of observation opportunities did you have and what other experiences have you had to lead up to this job?
1: Um, so let me think back. I, am observing music therapy is something that I 100% would recommend for anybody who's interested in it. I think it's, you know, it's, it's cool to hear about it and to talk about it and to read about it, but, but getting to actually see it in action, um, can be a big, um, you know, very telling about what it looks like. Um, it wasn't until college that I probably got. A real good opportunity to to actually see it in action. There were a couple of, um, just like small trips and and networking opportunities, um, that I was able to kind of touch into, um, to to witness it, um, at a couple of different facilities. Um, but I, the second part of your question, what other experiences, right, that I've, yeah, um, I I also you know had opportunities um, to, I taught piano lessons um, in college and before um, to, to kind of nurture that, um, you know, kind of facilitation and also incorporating music. Um, I had some opportunities to work at um, at some like summer camps uh, for uh, children with children and adults with uh, various disabilities. Um, And, and that I think really helped to uh, inspire me and, um, get this, get this work. But yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess I, my, I wish that I had had more opportunities to be, um, exposed to it and again, would definitely recommend if anybody's interested to, to do some looking and, and reach out to music therapists who might be in your area and see if there are ways that you can observe or just get more information from them, um, to, to get a good idea of what this field looks like.
0: I think I might even do that. When I took a career quiz like a year ago, music therapy was one of the careers that showed up actually. And I'm really interested in it because I love music. so yeah. And I'm really interested in psychology. So it's definitely one of the careers that I'm considering. So I'm okay. definitely going to look into observing a music therapist.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, reach out to us here at Robin Music Therapy. <laughs> and, you know, others in the area. But yeah, it's, um, we love to advocate and, and bring new people into the field and, and educate. So awesome love to hear that
0: (laughs) what type of obstacles and hurdles have you overcome or faced during your career path
1: there's a lot of challenges there that and they're they're constant and they keep you know they'll keep coming or not constant but they're um you know they'll keep coming throughout throughout the career you know the the thing with these sorts of professions with these helping professions is that we're working with people and no two people are exactly the same. I know two people with a certain diagnosis are exactly the same and two people with the same need are exactly the same. And so um, I think, you know, during internship, that is a really good time that to to, Really get the experience of what it's like to to cater the work that we do to the specific individuals that we're serving, and also to try things out um, that might not always work, and and you know try out different interventions and bring different music, um and, and trying different things and um, bringing them to people that you know sometimes people really latch on and sometimes people really don't, and it's it's learning to roll with the punches and to be flexible and adaptable um, in the moment uh, with our music and with our responses to people. Um, so I, I think that I think that being being flexible and being able to adapt um, is is one of those hurdles. Um, and then also it's, you know, the schooling is challenging for music therapy, you know, the, the music theory classes are challenging. The the um, performance aspect of it is, you know, there's a lot of um, it takes some determination and some some grit to, you know, kind of stick through it. Um, to the end and and to finally pass, you know, that board exam and, and get those credentials after your name. Um it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of studying and um but but definitely worth it in the end as we continue to, you know, do the work that we live.
0: Definitely. That the job of music therapy definitely seems to be really impactful and influential on your own life. And I think that's super special to have a job that Not only impacts other people, but yourself too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I cannot um, begin to express how thankful I am to be at to have a job at this time in the world when everything is, you know, very up in the air. But also to really genuinely enjoy the the work that I do and. Um, you know not not every day for any job that you that you have is going to be a walk in the park um and there are some days that it's it's harder than others to you know get up and go to the sessions and do the work um but there are some days too when maybe i'm i'm feeling a little bit down and the power of music is that you know if i can if i can have a good connection with somebody and share a song or you know share some experience sometimes um in a way that can brighten my day almost as much as, um, whatever I'm able to, to bring to the clients. And and that's a beautiful thing to share with. somebody.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so special and I think that's, yeah, that's super great. Um, what would you suggest to, to like someone who's going to a similar field? Like what types of qualities do you think they should have? Like you mentioned adaptability and flexibility, but what other qualities would you think people should have?
1: Yeah. Um. It's tough because I know a lot of music therapists who are very different, and their different skills, you know, can play in in very different ways, and they can, um, you know, impact their clients from different perspectives. But all all very wonderfully. Um, but I do think, yeah, adaptability is a big one of them, um, and just you know that that genuine desire to to connect with and care for others, um, I think, is something that. You can't really fake and you know there are there are fields where you're able to kind of have you know certain answers and you do this sort of work and um and that can be very rewarding but um there are fields where you've really got to be able to to show up and listen um and and care for the the betterment of others and the people that you're spending time with them and so if that's something that resonates with you definitely check it out but um yeah i think that's that's a very important quality is just that that genuine care um for the, the people that you interact with and the people that you're serving and working with. Um, but also I'd say, like, I, like I said, it's not an easy track to fully complete, um, having that, that drive and that ambition and that initiative, um, because it's also a field that is, um, gaining more traction, but it's not as well known as a lot of other things. And so it's, there's a lot of work that we can do within this field. And, um, and so go-getters that want to, um, you know, have have leadership within their career path, um, really have that opportunity
0: uh, within the field of music therapy. I think those are definitely some good qualities to consider. Uh, Do you have any memorable stories? Stories is kind of silly to say, but do you have any stories from your career or anything like that? Yeah, boy, let
1: me think of a good one. I'll just I'll give like a good example of of a community music therapy event that um we we've been able to do Uh, our our private practice um uh, identifies as very much as a community music therapy practice um and we we do that with our, we acknowledge that with our individual sessions and, and understanding, you know, holistically their whole community. And then we also, um, you know, within the communities that we serve and the the full breadth of who that is and, and who we can reach and how we can make those connections. Um, we, we look for that need. And so that um, entails our uh, community music therapy events. Prior to COVID, we used to have um, these inclusive karaoke nights at um, at a music school near our office, um, where we would set up, you know, we, we we would set up our speakers and some microphones, and have uh, invite any number of our clients to come in with various levels of intellectual and developmental disabilities, maybe mental health needs, maybe you know what what have you. Um, anybody's invited to come. It's a very inclusive night, um, and we've been able to do a similar thing virtually um, on Zoom during uh, throughout COVID, and um it's just been really it's it's been really awesome to continue to connect with um these people through through the virtual screen when a lot of the uh, a lot of the clients that we serve maybe you know more at risk um, and maybe more isolated um, because of, of those um, heightened risks. And so they're staying within their homes. They're not able to go to the day programs that they used to or to the jobs that they used to have or um, to school or, or whatnot. So they might be staying in their homes. And so um, we have, we actually, every Monday afternoon, we have a, a community karaoke event um, that our, our members are able to log on to. Um, and they just, you know, we'll share songs and we'll connect with each other um, through the screen and continue to connect um, uh, despite everything. Um, and, and what we'll do is just really, we pull up um, a, a YouTube recording and we, you know, spotlight their video and we allow, we ask everybody else to mute and we allow them to share a song. Um, and it's, it's, a really beautiful thing to see people you know, requesting their songs, encouraging one another. Um, We do a visual applause um, that we uh, thank the deaf community for um, teaching us this visual applause that we can do when we're all muted and we um, wave to each other and um, cheer each other on and support each other um, and and share music and um, share the things that are important to us to stay connected during this time.
0: Kind of off topic, but not really, but what is your go-to karaoke song?
1: My go-to karaoke song is definitely um, Proud Mary, Rollin' on the River. rolling, rollin' on the river. <laughs> it's a, a good that's... old-time classic,
0: yeah. Yeah, a very good choice.
1: <laughs> and finally,
0: we've come to our last question. What is your tagline, like your motto or saying? My tagline?
1: Um, well, I would say that... Uh, this is kind of a tagline for Roman Music Therapy Services: uh, "Making Music, Transforming Lives." Um, but I can't say that that's my personal one because that's. Let's see, my personal tagline. Well, I'll go with I'll go with "Making Music, Transforming Lives." It's a good one through our um, through our organization, and I'm gonna have to think about that. A, a personal tagline of you know. What what describes me? But that's a good a good question. <laughs> yes,
0: definitely. I like that, though. Making music, transforming lives, it was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Great. <laughs> um, I think that is it. Do you have any final thoughts or closing comments?
1: Um, I guess I'll just reiterate that if you're interested in this, reach out um, and connect with music therapists that might be in your community that might be already doing this work. Um, it's a field that, you know, we're excited to keep growing um, and excited to inspire um, young minds to join us and so i'm really thankful that you took the time to speak with me today and to get to know a little bit more about music therapy um, and i encourage everyone to to look into it um, whether you're interested in taking it on as a field or you know somebody who might
0: benefit from it um, it's it's yeah a, a shared passion so thank you so much that was wonderful Thank you so much for listening this week. Tune in for our future episodes every other Thursday and leave us a review down below. Check out our Instagram at by4ypodcast for career resources and more about this episode. Bye!